Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is, Then You Will Make Your Way Prosperous. We focus a lot on Romans 12, 2, where it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and excellent and perfect will of God. Wendy and I, for the first 15 years of our Christian life, we spent it mainly in Romans 12, 1. And it's, it's, it's so powerful. The things that we teach, if we don't get Romans 12, 1 down, it can kind of get weird. But Romans 12, 1, you know, it says to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. So we learned in that season of how to sacrifice our time, how to sacrifice our money, how to sacrifice our dreams for, uh, for the Lord, to put Him number one, to surrender our hearts, our will to Him. Not my will be done, but your will be done. And then... When we moved to the desert in 1991, he, we basically heard this, Steve and Wendy, I love your heart for Romans 12.1, but if you're going to see transformation, you need to move into Romans 12.2 because transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. Or transformation doesn't come from sacrificing things in your life. It comes from sacrificing your beliefs. And that's where we really began to focus on renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. And we began to understand that every belief, every conclusion in our life that didn't have hope attached to it was under the influence of a lie. And that actually revealed to us we were renewing our minds with lies instead of truth. And we found this out, that surrendering and sacrificing our beliefs is on many levels more challenging than surrendering or sacrificing our lives or our heart. You know, because beliefs are called strongholds. The, the, the main beliefs, the biggest ones we need to surrender and sacrifice are called strongholds. And you know why they're called strongholds? Because they have a strong hold. <laughs> so, you know, you look at Romans 12 too, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in the Old Testament, there's a, verse that definitely connects to that. And even as I share on the title today, then you will make your way prosperous. That phrase is found in Joshua 1.8. Now Joshua had been Moses' assistant. He and Caleb had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, waiting for the older generation to die off so that because they were going to be the only two who were going to enter in 40 years earlier. Joshua and Caleb were part of the 12 spies that Moses had sent out, and 10 of them came back with a bad report that influenced the, uh, the people in a negative direction, and Joshua and Caleb, they had the good report. So here we are, Moses has died, Joshua is now the leader. In chapter 1, there's just some great truths in there. If you haven't read Joshua chapter 1 lately, read it. It's a great chapter for overcomers. It's a great, it has great principles for people who have gotten out of Egypt, so to speak, who've gotten out of their past, but now want to enter into uh, the promises, the promised land. And so the Lord said, he said, hey, you know, be strong, be courageous. He said that repeatedly in that chapter. 
But he inserts in verse 8 something really, really powerful. And this, this is the verse, in my opinion, that is the Romans 12, 2 verse of the Old Testament. It says this, God told Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You know, some would seem to teach that we should not expect increasing prosperity or that we should not expect to be successful. Well, you know, to me, there, there can be an overemphasis, yes, on that, where, you know, we, we just, we, we are in denial about things and we're so focused on material things or financial blessings that we've actually missed the heart of God, that we've, we've turned it into selfish things and, and even outward signs of success, whether money, possessions, positions, popularity, whatever it is, you know, those things, those things are the things to be surrendered. However, we can't go to the other side, uh, which is equally poor, just in the sense of just saying, well, no, we shouldn't expect it. We shouldn't expect to be blessed. We shouldn't expect to be prosperous. We shouldn't expect to be successful. If God sovereignly wants you to, to, to have that happen, uh, you know, he can make it happen. You know, I've been in situations and been under teachings at times where there's, there's been maybe a fear of that. There's been a, a fear of success, a fear of money, a fear of, of favor. And that fear in itself creates the, the syndrome of Matthew 25 of the one talent guy who buried his talent. And unlike the other two who increased it, he was a fear-based guy who didn't do anything. <laughs> and so... You know, and this verse just says, hey, expect it, Joshua. I'm going to give you a pathway for you to make your way prosperous and be have good success, not just success, good success. You know, I, I like good success. And I'll tell you this, and I, I speak this over every person who's listening right now. It's the will of God that you increasingly prosper and that you increasingly be of good success. God, you know, the whole blessing, you look at Deuteronomy 28 and the blessing and curses, and you can just discern from that that the will of God is for you to be blessed and successful. And obviously, the purpose of that is so that we can help others. We can be a great strength. We can leave an inheritance to our children's children, etc. But let's look at this verse, Joshua 1.8, and each of the parts of it. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So this book of the law, now, you know, basically God's telling, hey, Joshua, I want you to talk. I want you to speak. You know, you, you're going to speak powerful things right before you go into the promised land. You're going to speak continually. You know, we, we not only speak to get out of the wilderness, which Jesus uh, did, but we speak to get into the promised land as we see here. Now, it says the book of the law. Now, one of the books that I wrote is called Divine Strategies for Increase. And in that book, I talk about the laws of God. Solomon, he, he was the king after David. 
And God said, hey, Solomon, ask anything. Ask one thing. What do you want? And Solomon basically asked for wisdom. He said, uh, he humbled himself, says, I need to understand. How can I lead this great people without supernatural wisdom? And Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs as a result of that. He became prosperous. He became successful beyond all measure because he was a man of wisdom. It was the book of the law that, that he got revelation on and extracted truths that uh, became foundational for his increase in his life. And you look at, you know, the laws, the laws of God. I like to say this, and I say this in the book, Divine Strategies for Increase. The laws of God are not so much rules to be obeyed or commands to be followed, but they're, they're principles to be accessed to uh, increase, to bring increase into our lives. You know, just as in the law of nature, there's laws of the spirit. You know, the law of gravity is going to work for you. It's a law. The law of gravity will work for you or it can work against you. And just like in the spirit realm, there's there's laws that, that God has set up. You know, like the laws of honesty, the law of honor, the, the law of association, the law of speaking life, the, the law of faithfulness. Those, those laws can work for us or they can work against us. You know, you look at even in Ephesians 6 where it says, Children, obey or honor your parents, for this is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with you. That sounds like good success. And that you may live long on the earth. And so accessing the, the spiritual laws, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You know, one of the things that we can do is actually... And I've done this, and I again, my book, Divine Strategies for <laughs> Divine Strategies for Increase. That's a great book if you want insights on on this teaching today. But we can just say, "Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the law of honor. Thank you for the law of of integrity. Thank you for the law of 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 hanging out with the wise. Thank you for for spiritual laws that that you." And it's really fun to even read Proverbs and and to find the spiritual laws that are there. So this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And I could go off on shall not depart from your mouth. And if those of you who have listened to podcasts or have been a part of our ministry for any length of time, you understand you can't change your life without changing how you talk. And then it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. You know, we went to teaching when, we, when Wendy and I first became Christians, uh, Basic Youth Institute. We went to the teaching, and there was taught there that if you meditated in the morning and night, where you just rehearsed, and they gave the example of a cow chewing its cud, you just thought about it, and you brought it back up, you thought about it again, and, and you know, they, they said they brought this verse out, and there's a companion verse in Psalm 1 about meditating day and night, and it says, whatever you uh, he does will prosper. But we we got into that and wow, we just thought the benefits of having a time in the morning and a time at night to specifically meditate is so powerful. And then we learned later on that one of the uh, words, Hebrew words for meditate is really could be translated mutter. The, Greek, the Hebrew word that is translated meditate could be translated mutter. And so it's just a further thing about muttering and talking is under our breath and 
talking about the things of God, talking about the promises of God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. First thing in the morning as we go to bed at night. Thank you, Father. Those are two key moments in our lives to meditate on, on what God has said. And then it says, um, meditate, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. I love this because it says, you do these things, and then you're going to actually want to obey. It's an amazing thing. Faith comes by hearing, and <clears throat> Romans 10, 17 says that. When we start believing truth, we start believing we can, we start believing we're who God says we are, then we're actually going to find ourselves obeying. I remember when Wendy said, you know, before she tried to diet, she spent four months on working on her beliefs about dieting. <laughs> she said she didn't want to start doing something that she didn't think she could do. Wow, you start meditating, you start muttering, you start letting the book of the law in your mouth. It's gonna, you're going to start doing what it says. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Wow, it's a chain reaction. You know, that there's going to be a certain result to those who meditate, mutter, uh, don't let the book of the law depart from their mouth and keep at it. It's going to lead, then you're going to prosper. You're, you're going to have, you're not only going to get your mind renewed, you're going to be transformed. It's called prosperity. It's called increase. And you're going to make your way successful. You're going to start walking and manifest blessing rather than manifest cursing. <laughs> wow. What a great what a great portion of scripture. Joshua 1, it's a power chapter for overcomers and those who want to enter into divine strategies for increase. It's such a great book. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This is Steve Backlund from Igniting Hope Ministries, reminding you that there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only people who do not have hope. And hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody's hoping. Somebody's becoming unreasonably optimistic. God loves to partner with people who are unreasonably optimistic. As a matter of fact, he needs to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. And remember this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. For probably most people listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> Whew, too many people who... Maybe challenges, family challenges, financial challenges, n challenges on the news, personal weaknesses, feeling like a failure in areas. Uh, you know, you, we can make the list go on, but I say you need the joy of the Lord today. You need to stir it up. Joy and childlikeness are really linked. And so we just become childlike and just say, oh, thank you, God, what you're going to do. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this. I can't wait to see how you're going to change that in my life. I can't wait to, you're going to help me do anything that I need to do. I just rejoice in you. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast or you enjoy our podcast, why don't you uh, send this to somebody else who you think needs this. Also, sign up for our newsletter if you haven't at ignitinghope.com. And we have many, many resources there. Our Wendy's and my itinerary is there. We'd love to see you in a location where we're traveling in the near future. And also just want to mention this, that I work with Global Legacy, which is the part of Bethel Church in Reading, that we're leaders, especially church leaders, who want more of what's at Bethel, they access through. And I'm just going to be starting, I'm recording this in the beginning of September 2019, and I'm just starting a course called Thriving Church Leadership. <laughs> 
And it's a great uh, course, three-week course, excuse me, three-month course that uses my book, Help, I'm a Pastor, and uh, talks about thriving in beliefs, relationships, structure, and supernatural. And then there's also other courses like the Kingdom Culture course, which is just the cultures of Bethel taught in a four-month course. So powerful. Thirteen cultures. Great class. Great class. Hey, thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. And by the way, you can find that at globallegacy.com uh, or just Google that. You're going to find great information. We'll look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.